0: This is uh, Jonathan Grissom of More Bands Media and the Local Earshot Podcast. I am here with Dustin Testerman of The Killings. And uh, hey, man, what's going on? How's the... uh, I was like there the other night for the... um, What do you call it? The release party. Yeah, or EP release party. release party.
1: Yeah. It's good, man. It ended up being a pretty good show. There's a lot of people out and had a good
0: time. And I got way more drunk than I meant to before we played. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah my my friend stopped by that I, I i hang out with um uh you know like from time to time like I, I don't see her as much anymore she's in her own career and stuff but uh but like she she went up there earlier and i met with her and i told her i was going to that show and uh and so we went up there and we were we were drinking we ordered some food from ted's had some food and then and i was just sitting there and i just proceeded to go hang out with random people and smoke and drink and <laughs> yeah. and then so you I, end up I, on I, twisted yeah, lane for all you know i it. know is that i made it home and i'm good and <laughs> i went to sleep right away right sure. when I got home yeah yeah so. no i was pretty well crashed right out when i got home yeah so kind of kind of go over the um the uh new album and like uh your process who you recorded with all sure. that kind of stuff and, and yeah so talk about
1: it we did a couple of eps at the same time uh we recorded them with chris sanders uh out of his home studio and he plays Drums for Planets Align, who also played the other night with us, I think they played first, Mm -hmm. and uh, right before the killings, or uh, right before the Costanzas, and then we played. Uh, So the first one we released several months back, and that was kind of the first four songs out of the eight we recorded with them. The next four is what we just released just now, Join a Cult EP. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we recorded it, and we did most of the drum drums and rough tracks on one Saturday. A long Saturday, but one Saturday up there. And then uh, the guys came and kind of finished their parts over the next couple of weeks. Um, And then we sent it off. I think Chris mixed it for us. Mm -hmm. And then we sent it off to Trent Bell at Bell Labs, and he mastered
0: it. Yeah, I I hear a lot of good things about Trent Bell. Oh, yeah, Yeah, professional. He's like the guy to go to Yeah, sure. I guess. And that's really, I mean, that's really it. It's
1: uh, this new one has four songs. The last one had four songs on it too. Uh, Road to Nowhere was the last one, and then this one's kind of the second part of that collection. And it's Join a Cult, and it's got four more songs on it. Um, and yeah, that's that's
0: pretty much the story
1: of that that little record.
0: So what's the uh, what's the difference between the songs from the previous album to now, or like how you guys have like progressed? Uh, well,
1: I'm in the band now, um, this is the first recording I've done with them. And so that first, that, those eight songs we did, that's the first time I've actually been on record with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I don't really know how they did it before, but I mean, this one, I think it's the first time they sat down and tracked stuff and did it, you know, in a more, you know, typical format instead Mm -hmm. of just, I think the stuff they'd done before they'd kind of done live and I could be wrong on that too. I'm not sure. I've only been in the band for... A little over a year or two years or yeah
0: something. yeah it actually kind of blew my mind that whenever i was sitting there uh at that show and uh because I, I you know i'm getting old of fucking sitting at the tables like, standing up the time. <laughs> right uh i was i uh, was sitting there and um i heard Simp like he uh he said that he was like oh yeah this guy was in the band pain relief with me and pain relief was one of the very first punk band – or like not punk, punk metal, rock, whatever. Uh, one of the first local bands that I ever actually went to a show to. Sure. And I have their album. Oh, that's still. awesome. I have their CD. I, I, I just thought of that whenever whenever you said it because like I, I was like, oh, I have the CD. But back then um, it was recorded – on like a, you know, a, um, what do you call it, blank disc. Right. And it was, and it was, it was, uh, had like the laminate sticker mm-hmm. from like Walmart. Oh, sure. You know, and it had all the names of the songs on it and stuff. And I think I got something wet on it at one point. So it's all like, it, it looks yeah, like. Washed yeah, washed out. Yeah, that's awesome. And stuff. But yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, that's really, Joey. Really good album. Yeah. Really good album. No, Pain uh, Relief is awesome. Yeah, Pain Relief was a great band. Like, we used uh, to play
1: with them. So my high school band, three out of five with a couple of guys that still live around here uh will and cody uh we used to play with pain relief all the time that's how simp and i became friends okay is we just we played with each other once and we were like oh i love your band oh i love your band this you know big circle jerk and then we're like let's play together as much as possible and Mm -hmm. that's what we started doing and so we probably played with them a handful of times every year really any chance we got Mm -hmm. they'd put us on good shows we'd put them on good shows and anytime time anyone asked one of us hey you know another band it was you know usually we would just kind of scratch each other's back in that way mm-hmm. and
0: we just loved hanging out and partying together and it was just a good time yeah i mean back then there was a uh, there was a lot more venues there was a lot more like uh places that were actually playing you know local yeah. bands like that like those lower cuz i remember i remember like there's a band called uh was it? it's like a pop punk band but there uh that, that i have their cd too it's like the stellas music for umbrellas it was like dude that a, sounds familiar yeah, but i don't it, i don't remember specifically chick? yeah like i went i went in their show it was over at the um it was over at the the place i thought that was the deli mm-hmm. but in norman there was a there was a place maybe it was and it just moved but uh there was a place that when you got off the highway, it was off to the side and it looked like a castle. Oh, I remember had, that like, place. it. restaurant. I only it. played there one time, but yeah. yeah, it was like a sandwich shop or yep. something. And that's why I thought it was the yeah. deli. That's why I thought that that was the name of it, but everybody was telling me, no, that's not the same Yeah, because the deli's and, over there on Campus Corner, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so I thought maybe, maybe they moved, maybe I'm crazy. And, and we know. probably played with them there too, but back then
1: we were all kids. And honestly, back then when we were like 18 and 19 – there really wasn't a lot of places for us to play, especially, you know, young, shitty bands. Mm-hmm. And so we had, like, the green door. If Reggie didn't book us, then we really didn't get booked anywhere unless it was, like, a place, like a sandwich shop or, or some, you know, kind of place trying to put on. Like, I'd rent out the pavilion at Will Rogers, mm-hmm. and we'd put on shows there, and that was, like, back where like, 20, 21, I mean, young enough to where we were worried about the cops showing up because we were all underage drinking Mm -hmm. or smoking weed up in the tower up there or whatever we were doing. You know, we were kids.
0: Yeah, I remember remember going to uh – this little coffee shop that was in Midwest City and we'd, we'd throw shows there all the time and it was a little cyber cafe because back then you know everybody used to go in there and sure. that's where they got the computer access where you got the you could the play, play on the internet games with yeah. friends and stuff like that and uh but they always serve coffee and stuff so we'd just go in there drink coffee get on the internet sure and um and they, they used to have like open mics and shows and stuff but but then that finally closed because you know the internet kind of expanded yeah everyone had it yeah. and then everybody had it in their house and but um Yeah, like that. that, I thought that was really, really cool though to notice that he said that, and then and then got up there and sang with them. It was, uh, you know, I was singing with you guys. It was pretty awesome. Dude, It was uh, a fun time. I mean, it was a good night. Like I, like I will say that. Like that was a, that was a great night. And then and then uh, Shane over there, you know, basically looking like. uh, what your name of your album is? Uh, <laughs> um, cult, leader. You know, yeah. cult leader, yeah. Cult leader slash he's werewolf. Either, he's either a cult leader or he's like he's like a like a um, like a like a socialist mastermind. You know, like he looks he looks just like um, mixed know, between you know, like Karl Marx and Karl Rasputin. Marx and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a like a communist Russian. He definitely looks like he has like a flock
1: of followers somewhere, like in some compound. He might, you know, you don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true.
0: You know, know, he might be be writing, you know, like, and and having you guys write these songs and sing these things (laughs) to kind of send a message out to, like, hey, it's like his message, hey, come over, talk to me. Trying to to recruit folks. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's just just going over there asking people to come (laughs) and join the cult.
1: But. But yeah, it was a great show. I had a blast. I mean, it, it really was a good time. A lot of people showed up. It was like a kind of a reunion in some parts. There was a lot of people I hadn't seen. Yeah. Like Joey specifically, hadn't seen him in forever. I'd never played music with him like in the same you know band, same mm-hmm. stage at the same time. Uh, so that was cool to be able to
0: kind of play the drums behind him i'd never done that before so it was pretty dope yeah it was really good to see the costanzas too because like i i um i've seen them a few times but i've i haven't seen them in a like a you know in, in more of a raw sound type sure. in, in venues because some of these venues don't have the the um the nice salsa system oh sure that, that blue note does in the setup and they always have the sound guys there that are really really good um I forget which one did it that that show. Charlie. Yeah, Yeah. Charlie's great. He's one of my favorites. Charlie or Jacob usually. Yep, Jacob's another favorite. Yeah, Charlie,
1: Jacob. There's a couple of them out there that I see him and I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, it's somebody who knows us. He knows kind of our kind of stupid or like, especially with Scott stealing because we're so temperamental. If anything starts going wrong, starts sounding weird, we'll just quit. Like, we just. We're like, man, we're not getting paid anyway. We're just going to – we'll cut it out.
0: Yeah, if things start going wrong. but You get mad and you just go behind the counter and just steal shit.
1: (laughs) We can't do that. We'll get in a whole lot of trouble trouble for that one. (laughs) But no, yeah, it's always a breath of fresh air when I see Charlie – or Jacob, or someone mm-hmm. like that, or, or you know, back in the day, rest in peace, Chad Honeycutt. Yeah. Seeing him running sound, we were like, oh god, it's someone who knows our kind of stupid, mm-hmm. and he can he knows what we need. And
0: yeah, I used to I, like I, I've known Chad for a long time, and uh, and um, we we used to like have like holiday parties and stuff at mm-hmm. his house, and we do karaoke. And uh, in his like back little mm-hmm. room that he had and and stuff, and so we we get on there and he hook up his little PA system, yeah. do sound for a second. Then everybody would just get up there and just, uh, just, like, <laughs> just well let it on go, some metal and rock and stuff, and just songs that you definitely could never do in actual karaoke bars, sure. Um, but yeah, that, that that dude was cool. Like, um, yeah, um, let me see. You want to try to play a few? Yeah, that sounds let me good. See. All right. Uh, yeah, the
1: one I sent you is called "Join a Cult." That's the, the namesake of the EP...
2: From my heart, I will follow. Wherever not go, the TV. In your turn. Gotta go. to go. got go.
0: Yeah, punk rock man. That song was like what a minute.
1: Yeah, like two two minutes <laughs> long. <laughs> I think yeah,
0: that's one of the long ones probably. Yeah, it's like uh, what, what is it? You you be like, oh yeah, this band uh, this band got up on stage and they saw and they sung three songs or four songs. Like how long was their set? That was like ten fifteen minutes. How long did it take them to set up? <laughs> Almost an hour.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you know yeah. Sometimes man. <laughs> yeah, we've played. I know with yeah. Caught Stealing, we've played shows that's like. You know, we'll set up in 15 minutes. We'll get four songs deep into the set and realize we're just not clicking. And we're like, all right, let's play one more and get out of here. Mm-hmm. And so we'll just play one more song. And get yeah, the I remember you tell
0: me the story where, like, you guys are always like, you're in the venue and you're like, Bell, 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 let's Bell. And then you guys just all just, like, kind of go, Okay, yeah, we're done. And yeah. go. You know, like, you're talking about that last Well, episode. we have a song called Pussy. And so
1: that's, we called it Pussy and Out. You ready to Pussy Out? And they're like, Yeah, let's Pussy Out. And we'd and all look at each other, Pussy just, Out. We'd yeah. play the song and get the hell out of there. And just get out of there. Just, like, shut off the stage right. and walk away. And now we have a different song we end with. And so we'll go with that one. We're like, Grey Wolves out. Grey Wolves out and
0: we're all prepared to be done so leave everything we have left into that song and get the hell out of there so what what do you guys have planned for like the next uh, year or like coming up Uh, no crazy plans Uh, with the killings we are uh,
1: we're playing Tulsa here in a couple of days at Whittier's uh, with uh, I want to say Crystal Sedona Bitch and the touring band is TV Tragedy Okay. And so this is the first time we played TV Tragedy. I guess they requested us somehow. I don't know how they heard us, or maybe it was...
0: Who's in charge of the production on that one? I'm not sure. Okay. I have no I know, idea. I know diatribe has been doing a lot of stuff with um, with uh, Sedona and, sure. uh, and all that. So. Yeah, they heard of us somehow.
1: It was some band we'd played with. I don't know if it was Venomous Pinks, maybe. Or I don't remember who it was, but they requested us and Sedona Crystal Bitch, which... Oh it's fucking awesome that band is great i yeah. love that band one of, they've easily moved into like one of my top 10 favorite local bands. oh yeah yeah I they're have, uh, so
0: good i have her uh the shirt that she made and then she's talking to the show and i and she said yeah you know that shirt that's like uh, you know i i, I want to go fishing or like i'm, I'm happier when i'm fishing she's right it's like, like i want that shirt that says i'm happier when i'm dead this is a dead fish skeleton <laughs> and uh, and, and, the, and, the, and i said you make that shirt I'll sport it. Yeah, we'll like, buy. it. Yeah, it. right. Like, and so the moment that she had it, like I went over there and I bought one from a uh, from Grand Royale because, like, I was like, yeah, dude, I want to, I want to wear this. That's I killer. Because it says Sedona Crystal Bitch on the back of the shirt. <laughs> so when people walk behind you, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, so. The, yeah,
1: so. I guess that's really all we're gonna do right now is we're gonna start trying to play a little more out of the city. Um, Dave just left the band, so he's. Uh, taking a role like with a uh, middle school football team and mm-hmm. he's going to be you know an uh, actual like paid coach and it gives him you know more time to spend with his family and mm-hmm. stuff like that and so we're going to go as a three-piece for a while still try to sweet talk him into playing a show here and there if he can uh but if not we're just going to run it as a three-piece uh and try to promote this little this last couple of little eps we did mm-hmm. and try to book as much as we can you know, outside of the OKC metro, Tulsa, Texas, right. Kansas, um, and just try to get out there a little bit, sell some t-shirts, and mm-hmm. and try to not saturate so much here in Oklahoma City. We don't want to be one of those bands that we play in every weekend, mm-hmm. and eventually people are like, "Oh, well, I'll, I'll just go see him next weekend," and then the next weekend shows up, yeah, they're like, oh, that, I'll see him next weekend.
0: That is actually a known um, thing. I was I was talking to a, another artist about that that um and the band that I actually like helped doing a lot of media management mm-hmm. for um the uh, Hollis band um Johnny and the boys uh the um they were trying to figure out how would they how would they move around and, and so now they're looking they're looking for a van so sure. if everybody's you know selling a van out there uh they're looking for a van um to move their equipment because they because the problem is that there's three different you know there's there's four of them but like um Right now, there's there's going to be three, and then they're bringing in. They're going to look into bringing in another bassist. Sure, uh, uh, Tracy decided that um, you know, like his his workload and stuff at his job is too much, sure. and So he's not going to be able to uh, keep two bands. I think he's in another right. another band, and uh, and so they were looking at their their routing, and they're playing a show in I think it was August twelfth. They're playing a show in um, Tulsa, and uh, so you know people should come out to that. But the um, the show are uh, like basically what their issue was was that they said yeah we don't want to we don't want to play the same place or the same city in 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 one month or like right. even even just half or a even month like or like a twice, quarter. Or twice a month yeah. yeah because they were like if we don't if we if we do it where we where we cycle it then people will be like oh hey they're in town Sure, i want to go see them right. but but if you're not doing that then people are like what you said they're they're going like and and that's why I never understood that whole like oversaturation idea in all these venues here that that people that, that a lot of bands aren't understanding this right. that that like people are are not coming to the shows anymore after a while and, and they're like oh I don't understand maybe maybe we're not making good music maybe we're not doing these certain right. things it's like well, no it's just and because if they see you they've twice in a
1: quarter already they know you're not going to have a whole new set list
0: yeah. You know,
1: when they see you again, it's going to be the same exact. And thing they might be monitoring and,
0: you for that. They right. Might be watching for your new music, and then they'll sure. come out for your new music. And right. You know, they're not going to. They're not going to just jump on uh, on a, a train. Now, I mean, you have your ones that over time become your your staples. Mm-hmm. Your people that come to every single show. Oh, to sure. Support you every time. Yeah. That's usually friends and family. Yeah, yeah. But, like
1: girlfriend's, wives, and homies. You know, yeah. but you know, you know, you don't want just that. You want to try to get. I mean, it's great that you know those folks will support you like that but you
0: can see it on them too when you yeah, tell them i, mean, I have a show next week and like another one and you're like eh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like the group so like on uh, online when you look at all these facebook groups it's nice having groups where and and like in just different things in society where you know we support each other right like there's uh there's a you know there's a facebook group called like band together and, and sure. like it's all across the whole country and i added i added like Thirty or forty likes to my uh, to uh, to my Facebook group for the podcast in one post because all I said was well yeah we're always open and then I I'm willing to do an interview with artists sure and so a bunch of artists added me but the thing is they're not from Oklahoma they're from all over the country sure. yeah and it's like that back in the day that would, would haven't been less than impossible to do but but it's it's awesome that you can do that but then at the same time the majority of people that are joining the groups. Are in bands, right? Or are music artists, or mm-hmm. are their their performers, or their their inter- entertainment somehow? Sure. Whereas whereas whenever you when you look at it the other way, you want you want groups that welcome fans. We right. want fans. Sure. We don't, you know, but but a lot of times fans it it, it turns into that they just want to they want to listen to whatever they're told to listen to. I guess I don't know. It feels like that sometimes. Yeah, but, probably. You know. There's and probably it, some truth to that. Yeah, and it's kind of sad, but it's like, but I, me, I'm, I'm I love new music, and and I always like to give somebody their you know their um, ability to actually like go out there and do it. Sure, you know. Well, you so. just don't want to wear people out, and it's the same thing with sets.
1: You know, you go see this local band, and they're playing, you know, a sixteen song set list, and. 15 of them are originals. No one knows any words to sing along to, and they're playing for, like, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And after, like, 15, 20 minutes, you're tired. It's like, dude, I don't know any of these songs. Mm-hmm. You've been screaming at me for 30, 45 minutes. Like, let the next band play. I want to see what's next. Yep. And that's something I kind of try to do with them. And, and I may be wrong on this, but it's kind of my opinion that, uh, you know, if you're a local band, 20 minutes or less. Like, get in there. show. Them. If you can't show what you guys can do in 20 minutes... Then you're not going to do it in 25 or 30.
0: That's a that's an old uh, idea, actually. Yeah. Um, it, 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 if you're a cover from, band, cool. Play for two from, hours uh, if people like it? it. The the book, um, how to win friends and influence people, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Dale Carnegie. Uh, he has a he has a whole writing about about like um, like in a speech and the speech classes teach sure. this, but you're like you're like okay in a speech and in a story you have your your beginning, your middle, your end in speeches you have you have you tell them what you're gonna say you say it you told them that you said it right that's then get on with it you don't Uh. you don't need to go on and on you don't want to you know like transfer the story you just tell them what you you get in there you tell them you know what it is whatever the subject is and so in music it's like it's like you get in there you play your set get out of there right and some artists do that some artists they're showmen they like to bring in the crowd, oh, they sure. like to if walk around on a great and all that show, kind of stuff. Yeah, and if you're putting on a great yeah. show, that that's the thing, it's like it's a part of it. But if you're just getting up there and just like you're playing your like, songs and you know taking forever. Yeah to the song and like yeah. and then you're up there like messing with the equipment constantly. Sure. Like, people are gonna see that and be like, um yeah, this band's not got it together right. and you know. Well and even
1: that too, even if you just slay a set and you're just going from one song to the next after 20 minutes people start to get tired. I mean, yep. they don't know the words, they're just standing there watching you, they're not participating because they can't. They have no idea. If they did know the words, you know, maybe that's different if you've sold like 20, 30 or more thousand albums mm-hmm. and you have 100,000 streams, cool,
0: people probably know the words. But if right. you're just some local band. So, so that that kind of brings in the subject of uh, how do you feel about playing covers? I love covers. Event? Yeah.
1: I mean, we've both of my bands play. Well, Caught Stealing's not so much playing covers right now, but uh, The Killings, we've got a, you know, we've got Do we've just added to the set here. Yeah, recently, that was cool. And I like that. We haven't quite. It's a good. It's, a good, I I t- mean, it's I not just, perfect yet, but it, nah, but it definitely has like, I a nice... I fucked that one up. That it was has a
0: nice metal undertone. Our rock. Like, as tore rock up as I was, but, yeah. I
1: was able to do pretty well for 99% of the set. And then we got to Do all Diddy and I just slid on my face. And it's one of the easier songs we play. I just. You know the alcohol overcame the practice, and,
2: <laughs> and I was like,
1: "Whoops!" But yeah, we played like a Screeching Weasel cover, and uh we did a like a Iggy cover, and so you know we try to. You want to give a chance for people to participate, and mm-hmm. I'm a terrible singer, but I love singing. Like that's what right. I do when I'm in the car with you, when I'm in the car by myself, when mm-hmm. I'm in the car with anyone. I am belting at the top of my lungs, terribly, mind you. But I love to sing along. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty basic, so I can't be that rare. Like, right. other people love to sing. And so if you can throw some covers in there, especially as a local band, that's fantastic. And it lets people kind of see, like, where you're coming from with some of your shit. And and it's just, you know, covers are a good idea. And Cot Stealing, we would do, you know, we did, like, a Hank cover. And uh, we did a Johnny Cash cover. And we would do a Cox Bar cover. And mm-hmm. you just... Try to do something interesting with an old song, like we would take a country song and play it punk rock, mm-hmm. or we would take like a punk rock song and play it country, mm-hmm. and just try to do something different. And you know, we're not trying to like amaze anyone, but just give them something different, mm-hmm. and but also very familiar at the same time.
0: Right, and that, that's the whole thing. It's like every every style uh, version of it is different because the the version that they played or uh, you know your band played there, uh, that was uh, that was a like. Punk rock rocker version of that song. Right, and that song's a very old song. Right, so it's yeah. Like, so you hear that version, and you're like, "Oh, okay, this is." This and is that's fine. the cool part is yeah, we yeah, didn't have to twist fun. it that much either. So. We
1: played it a little faster than normal, but sans my complete screw ups, uh, we play it pretty authentic to how it's played. But it's played through our voice, so mm-hmm. it sound you're never going to hear that version of that song anywhere else. Right, and that's what you want to do. You don't want to totally butcher the song. Like yeah, you know. Hollis
0: Hollis does a version of uh uh "Keep on Rocking in the Free World," nice, and that's and that's probably my favorite like version uh, that's a cover, right? That I've heard lately. That's you know, great, like yeah. Like it, it's different, sure. It's a it's a known you know popular song, but it's just it's it sounds so good coming from this like a random band sure. just just rocking out like you know because and it also fits the narrative of what. Of what local music kind of stands for, is that we're still trying to rock the free world. Oh, if you can do a
1: cool twist on an old song, man. Like, I remember seeing Frank Turner cover American Girl from Petty, and he played it so, like, he played it the way that you would think if you'd only read the lyrics, you would almost read it as, like, a sad song. Mm -hmm. And he played it so, like, sentimental and sweet. And it was just fantastic. One of the best covers I'd ever heard. And honestly, I didn't give a fuck about that song before he covered it. And it's one of my favorite songs now. Mm-hmm. I mean it's I love Tom Petty, don't get me wrong, but that was not one of my favorite Tom Petty songs. And now it is. Just because Frank Turner did it in a way that it almost helped me understand it better. Like, mm-hmm. wow, what a great song. Like this is a fantastic song. And he did an excellent cover that made me appreciate the way the song was written mm-hmm. in the first place. And it was just it was just awesome. And so, I mean, you take that into account when you're thinking about doing covers. And you want people to know that they will never hear that version anywhere else, but it needs to be good enough to where they're going to want to hear it from you. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to butcher it so bad that people's like, oh, that was funny, but right. you I really didn't want to listen to it again. You definitely don't,
0: if the, if the original artist is still alive, you really don't <laughs> want them. You getting like somewhat you wanna write it good enough that they the it comes out of the mainstream, they're getting royalties off of it. And then they're like they go to listen to it and they're like, what why is this, is this allowed to do this? Right. What did you do to my song? You know?
1: Yeah. So
0: And you don't wanna be thought as
1: like making fun of it or anything unless you're intentionally trying to make fun of it and that's funny too, but uh you don't you don't wanna go out there and just do a Britney Spears song to be silly or whatever it is. I mean it can be funny, but that's not that's not really the game. I would point out one
0: little thing about about doing covers and playing copyrighted material, things like that. Um, is uh, I was I was uh, scrolling the other day and I saw this TikToker and um, follow a lot of his stuff. He's a rapper, mm-hmm. but he writes he writes really funny little raps and he has serious raps. Sure, but like uh, he has a he has a song that's like, um, and you might know this sound, but like it's like. He's like I. He's like I live in an apart, a shitty apartment, and he's like, and I have roaches, and he's like, and he goes fifteen of them, and he's like, and he's like making this little little beat in the background, bump bump bump, you know, like yeah. he's saying it. Some uh, some other TikToker apparently goes out and he finds these videos and then he redoes them, but he just adds their audio. And then he just does the imagery of, of like right. him doing the that's same awesome. thing that they're doing, right? Which is fine if that's his gig and he's getting famous for it, cool. But what he did next was, was the reason why this artist was pointing him out, was that he he went on Spotify and he uploaded his song Oh shit to Spotify. Whoops to try to make money off of it as his own yeah, that's and he bad said idea. it was his own so he took a recording yeah. from another thing put it online and then tried to crush it out so he reached out to him the dude never reached back but like but it, but the thing is though is that he's basically telling him he's like he's like you know like my next step is to disease and assist i'm just like i'm like he's like i don't ma- i'm not mad about the video on tiktok he's like he's like honestly like like you know like just give me credit like you sure. say that you got it yeah. from here. But he goes, But the fact that you put my music on a different platform that I already it's have my music on the Audio only. I mean, yeah.
1: yeah, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, you're just yeah. trying to grab money from right. and, and make people download. Yeah, grab you yourself a lawsuit you do stuff like that. And that's and that's the whole thing is that that, that whether or not people understand this, like there's money in TikTok. There's oh, yeah. money in these things, uh, mm-hmm. YouTube, TikTok, all these things. And some of these artists, they they get big pretty quick they get pretty popular oh, yeah. and they get a lot of ad revenue and they get a lot of revenue from sponsors and stuff like that so that dude might actually have the money now which he didn't probably you know a year ago or two you know two years ago but he probably has the money now to go after this dude oh sure and so it's like if you want a lawsuit on your hands i guess like do that kind and of And honestly people, it doesn't but,
1: require a lot of money to file a lawsuit against somebody no uh, cease and desist chat gpt can write one up for you in a minute
0: yep and I mean, that, that's another thing too like chat GBT, i've been doing a lot of uh, messing with uh contracts and stuff sure. and and i'll just say type in a a artist contract for a venue and sure. it will literally type oh, you yeah. up one no problem and and it will create whatever you need and that's and that's the whole thing is like learning these tools to like uh, advance you know there make sure that you get your licensing on your music make sure that you do your publishing right make sure you you know all your stuff to your studios correct because it's like if you don't do these things, then there's a lot of money out there just lying around that's supposed to come to the artist. right? And, and a lot of times it doesn't sure. because they didn't do some type of paperwork. Right, they didn't know? do their
1: due diligence.
0: But at the same time, if somebody stole their music and they didn't do their due diligence, then what ends up happening is that they're like, well, crap, what do we do now? Because right. you can't even sue this person. We don't even have a copyright on the song. Right. And and so that that's the whole thing. It's like everything you make and create, you you have to put that oh, in sure. the copyrights. You know? Well, a
1: lot of people think that they so. can – upload it on Bandcamp and put a little copyright symbol at the bottom. And I'm like, that's not it. No, that's like not that's, how that works. I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't to hurt direct, to do yeah, that, yeah, the, but yeah, it does not LC, help you as much as you think. You
0: have to register LLCs or, or like a business. <laughs> yeah, or have, DBA or something. Gotta, yeah, yeah, You have your your little like paper that you that you went through the copyright office and stuff and and all that kind of stuff saying that anything is done. Well, and there services now that will do
1: it, you know, for mm-hmm. you. You know, you can go through these aggregators because like to be on Spotify and stuff – You know, you're supposed to be on like a record label. It's supposed Mm -hmm. to go through a distributor of some kind. And so there's these groups like CD Baby and DistroKid and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, that, you know, they will copyright that stuff for you. And it's all part of a package and it's listed. It's legal. It's Mm -hmm. this. We wrote this at this time and it was, you know, uploaded at this time and we put it
0: out to the world yeah you can't you can't do the poor man's patent these days, which is uh, I don't know if you ever heard that term or you mail a uh... Where you mail you mail the, like a guy a guy did that with this movie script now at least that's the story mm-hmm. that um it was the it was the desperado or something it was one of those movies that was a major movie, but what this guy did was he wrote a script for a movie and then he waited for somebody to create the movie. Oh, and then he sued him, and then he got all the money to write all his other movies. <laughs> and so, but I think the script that he wrote was so basic; it was like some like romance film, right? right? So it's like a standardized it just took place like, in like, oh, Mexico. Oh, like, sued and this person that made a Hallmark film, you know, right. it happens every single year. It's like, sure. oh, guy shows up to uh, you know a, a freaking city or a, a country area, and he meet or uh, meets some country girl, and then ends up leaving. You know, the city or whatever or the other way around where, like, the the girl comes back to the nice country town and had the rich asshole boyfriend in the city and then ends up leaving him for, like, the, the country guy that's, you know, not in the city, I guess. Right. You know, so. Now, yeah,
1: it's funny how all that stuff works and
0: I'm definitely not, you know,
1: very sharp with legalese or anything like that, but. Luckily, hopefully enough common sense to keep myself out of trouble with anything like that, especially Cot Stillings. We like mm-hmm. to as the name suggests, we might borrow a melody or something from here and there. Yeah. And uh you know, you never know. Like we might have a song that sounds just like another song. Mm-hmm. And uh so it's uh we try to keep ourselves out of trouble, things like that. Okay. We don't want to get the uh, Led Zeppelin treatment.
0: <laughs> right <laughs> or, or and nobody nobody wants to get the hendrix treatment i i, I, I was reading uh i was i was reading uh what was it uh paul as uh, paul mitchell paul the guy that wrote the book it's like uh like um how to survive the music business and stuff uh and in there it has a story about hendrix that that i guess his recording uh guy his manager like owed like 60 percent or six seventy percent of him so he was only making like 30% off of everything. Right. And his manager was making the bulk of everything. Sure. And it was all because of contracts. Oh, yeah. And how he wrote it. And back then, it was like that. No, you know, and nowadays, it still is, it, honestly, nowadays, in it, a way. It can be like that yeah. nowadays. If you have the proper contracts, right. it's not as much. Yeah. And they do, t- they do have standardized rules, but not everybody follows these rules.
1: Well, and sometimes people are just so desperate to be discovered or to be put on a label and to have tour to support that... They'll sign fucked up contracts mm-hmm. just because they get all these promises and they don't fully understand how advances work. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, oh, no, we all got 10 grand each. Yeah, 10 Like, you know, you owe that, right that money that. with interest, right? That's not your money.
0: house that you have, they don't belong to you. No. Like, like, oh, they it's gave all us all money to make company. a video. Cause cause and I'm they like, they didn't give you money. They'll literally go out to like these big record labels, they'll go out to like Hollywood or these places because here's the thing they need that artist to look. Oh, sure. To look a certain level. Right. And so like they'll they'll go out and they'll buy them the big house and the big this and the big that and they think that they're getting all this stuff and it's like you, it's like, don't, yeah, own that house. you don't own any of that. You don't and own you're, those. You're clothes. held to a contract and you gotta do the music right. and you gotta perform the shows and I, I I had an artist one time uh like um at Live Nation and he was a rapper and uh and I won't go into like who it is, but uh he was having trouble with his record label and they weren't paying him, but he but they were making him still perform. And it was because he was held to a certain level where he didn't actually do certain things. Mm-hmm. So they were forcing him to basically go and make money right. uh, for them because he needed to because he, he, he was wasting their money. Yeah. And, and uh, so he came out to Denver and he was playing the Fillmore. And he, he was about to come out on stage and he just comes out and he just looks at the audience. He goes, man, it's like I don't even want to be here. He's like, I don't even want to do this today and walked off stage. And whether or not there was a phone call or whatever happened after that, he went in the back room and about 10 minutes later that dude came out. And I mean, the look on his face was like so sad to look at him How mad. He was the fact that he had to play a show that night. Right. And so, and it's all because he, I guess didn't do something right. And so like he was going in front of the crowd and he was rapping and stuff, but he, he basically told them he didn't want to be there. So the fans weren't really having a good time after that. Sure. Because he was just like,
1: yeah, they could tell not fit you know? into it. And that's, that can be a lot of problem too. That's, you know, some of my favorite thing about most local bands is, especially if they're more like how we are and especially caught stealing because Scott stealing has zero fucking ambition whatsoever. We love playing music, uh, but we don't ask to play shows. People mm-hmm. ask us to play. Uh, we don't go looking for them. We just like getting together on Saturdays, drinking mm-hmm. beer, playing songs. We mm-hmm. go play darts afterwards. This is all fun for us. Like it's, pure hobby um yeah. we don't make flyers and run around like and put them up because nice we don't like doing a that. That,
0: does that so then you have your serious band and then you have a band that just well, goes out we only show up because we want
1: to like mm-hmm. we love it we enjoy the hell out of it um but we're not that band you're gonna see with some street team throwing flyers everywhere and right. if you don't show up to our show fucking great we don't really care like right. we're happy to play for beer they don't have to pay us we don't really give a shit
0: right a lot of artists here take take a lot of anger with that statement yeah. just because no. the fact that they are the, like because they're trying my, hard, yeah, because, and that's well, great. Well, because to them they're like they're like, well, I should be paid my worth, you know. And I and I totally agree that they should be paid their worth. Sure, but they should also be willing to tell the place. But what are you worth, really? You know, yeah. you know at the same time, yeah. you know, like well, you is it, are you doing worth, anything that like, great? Yeah you, you know? yeah, you better show your worth. Yeah, show your numbers. You better exactly. show your stuff and then be like, this is my EPK like? If you want me to play here, you better understand. You know, like I'm not. Yeah, this and you can tell those bands
1: that are you know, really trying to hit the next level and that's awesome. I respect the hustle. I really do. I think it's great. But we're not trying to make a job out of it. We have good paying jobs. Like we're fine. You know, we've you know, we've got everything we need. Mm-hmm. And so we're not like I said, if we're at a show, it's because we want to be there. Right. Like we turn down shows we don't want to play all the time. Uh mm-hmm. and occasionally someone will offer us something we're like dude that sounds like fun Mm -hmm. and if it sounds fun we'll be there and i think the killings are finally getting to that point because we played a lot of shows you know probably a lot of shows we shouldn't have played and you could tell we're there we're tired it's you know long day at work and Mm -hmm. we're it's like it's an extension of it's like a part-time job we're barely getting paid for Mm -hmm. uh but other times like you know friday night we were happy to be there. We're having a blast. Our friends are there. We're drinking. We're mm-hmm. smoking. We're having fun, and uh, and you can feel it. Like I've had people walk up and be like, "Man, I love watching you guys because you just look like you're having fun." And I'm like, "Cause mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. We're having and that, a blast." And that's
0: why. It should be. I mean, it, the moment uh, like I think you said a line to me that night. That was like you know, whenever It stops being fun. Maybe it's not worth doing no more. It's know? not. It's not. You know. Yeah, Man, I fully totally agree with that. If I you know, if don't enjoy up, dragging my drums anymore, around town, it I'll quit. No more than why keep. Doing, yeah. You know, and
1: that's why I play in so many projects. I mean, I just started a third project with a couple of guys, and whether it goes anywhere or not, I don't know. But it's got good potential to you know to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that's why we're all there because it's just fun. It's something we feel like we need to do because that's kind of a part of us. It's, mm-hmm. we, I just like playing music. Yeah. And even if I lived in a town of like 100 people, we'd still get together and jam every week, even if we had nowhere to play shows. We yeah, just, see, I,
0: I, I'm, I'm like the other side of it where, like, I I just enjoy going to shows. Yeah. I enjoy being in the audience. I enjoy watching people, you know, watching the crowd enjoying the show. Like, sure. that's why I used to love Live Nation because, you just watch this big crowd enjoying it and see the right. power of the artists like doing their sure. thing. And it's like, and, and so, you know, that's why I did, that's why I did all of this stuff over the years. Like, because I'm, I'm like, you're I enjoying it. Promoting it. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, enjoy being it. a part of it and,
1: it. and that's, you know, and everybody kind of plays their own instrument and that's, whether you're getting the word of bands out there which is kind of your instrument or you can play the drums or you can be like Destiny and you enjoy mm-hmm. promoting shows and
0: oh yeah and Destiny recruiting bands a, and stuff.
1: Oh yeah, no she's I mean, a, she gets powerhouse. after it. And yeah. or you like working sound. Sometimes the soundboard is your instrument. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, Whatever that, that, it is. kind of came up today whenever I was at that at that AMC or uh, ACM was uh, I was looking at the the soundboard and he said, you know, he goes he goes you know like the big important thing with recording is that, that you know you could look at all this stuff and go oh well I know what that does but I may not know what this does right. you know, this little knob right here he goes but by the end of the course the whole point is that you know what that knob does and you know that if you do certain things while they're in that room you know that you can control that and you can right. make them sound a certain way and you can find that sound that tone that, that you know power of, of what they're trying to get out for their, for that song and so a good producer can do that. Oh, know? sure. And I said, yeah, you know, like, I was like, that's why I'm more of the music business side, because I look at all this equipment and I see an airline. <laughs> like I see, I see <laughs> right. a plane. I, I walk in there and I go. What kind of a spaceship is this? I don't know yeah. what any of this is. I don't know how it works. You know, like I was like, I'm curious about it. You know, I, I love doing sound. Sure. But it's like, but I'm not at that level where I could just be like, oh, I'm just going to mess with knobs. Oh, and some people are just but,
1: masters at it too. Like Kendall Stevens, the one who did the caught stealing record that we're putting out, um, he's incredible. Like the dude showed up with like, you know, a bunch of road cases and Mm -hmm. we turned my house into a studio for like a weekend Mm -hmm. and moved everything out of one room and turned it into a studio. And we had mics all over the house trying to get different sounds. And I'm like, man, I don't think this is going to work out. Like this is, this is what a bootleg setup we have going on here. His equipment was incredible, but I'm looking at the room and I mean, this is my house and, and I'm just like, man, I don't think this is gonna sound good, and I'll be damned if it's not one of the best recordings I've ever been a part of like it was incredible, so I don't know it's uh some people just just have a knack for certain things, and that dude definitely when it comes to recording and producing and stuff he's a he's a killer, and on top of that, he's one of the greatest guitar players I've ever known, and he'll do like Nashville tracking and stuff. And he's got, you know, for engineering, I'm pretty sure it was for engineering, he's got like a Grammy nod from a project Mm -hmm. he's worked on. And the dude's incredible. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, worked with some of our best friends and favorite bands. And like, you know, Matt Jewett is one of my best friends. He's worked with him. And Red City, he's done stuff with them. And, you know, he's just done some cool projects. Yeah. And so some people just have a knack and they just know what they're doing. Maybe not have a knack. That probably discredits all the time they've put into it. but. They had at least the gusto to sit down and figure it out, mm-hmm. and just experiment. And, and that's
0: kind of that's kind of what you have to do, right? With a lot of it, uh, there's a uh, what is it? Um, I'll mention their name, but like there's a studio that I actually met. They were doing the filming at your show, and the person that was doing it, uh, and I was talking to them, and and they were mentioning that because I said I do a podcast, and they said they were they you know, they're pointing out that in their studio they're actually trying to build podcast room right now but oh no. don't know they're like well we know the did he request we so don't talk about him huh did he request I, yeah I, I don't know that's why i'm not oh well, okay now. yeah i mean i mean i could i mean i you could put it out there well no because he, he posted
1: his name he posted yeah. a video so
0: yeah clark deal clark Deal, 3130 I, studios I, i've never met him you know, yeah he's a great dude yeah yeah i was having a conversation with him he said that they're trying to build a studio for podcasting and so uh, i mean i might I might be assisting them with that. I don't That's know, awesome. You know, like I was, I was, I told my, I, I offered, you know, and it's like, cause, cause I was like, well, you know, I have all the recording equipment for it and my stuff's mobile. So I was like, I was like, right. you know, if you need a way to learn like which equipment is best and to do this, the easiest way to get started, then, you know, there, but I mean, they're looking at cameras, they're looking at. The real like that's sure. what they're trying to do is real studio oh right? no yeah they've got a what legit I'm all for studio trying to yeah. help them build a studio sure. like, for for podcasting that's because, awesome because i mean because to me i'm like i'm like hell oh, I, I might even you know ask to like, partially run it you know just because i want to i want to i want to put on other shows i want to start a network mm-hmm. of podcasts like that that does different stuff involving sure. entertainment he's
1: an interesting so. guy too man he does i don't know him real well but i've Probably, we've had conversations probably a dozen times over 20 years, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I played his birthday party at a studio like 15 years ago or Mm -hmm. something, you know, give or take a few years, Uh, and it was a badass studio back then, Mm -hmm. and that was when he was, I don't know if he was first starting out, but... Uh, I mean, that was a long time ago, and he it was a pro-level studio, mm-hmm. like visual studio back then. And yeah, I mean, his camera's
0: nice. Like, Yeah, he's, he's a, a legit, night, legit it's, dude, it's nice. yeah.
1: and I watched a part of what he did for us. I have a hard time watching myself, but I, I kind of watched snippets of what he recorded for us, and it sounds good. It looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's – oh, yeah, throw that out there. We're uh, 3130 Studios on uh, YouTube. YouTube yeah has yeah, a video about, of the I killing I, show and Casanza and sh- share alarm. all
0: that so I'll probably put in the show now that's awesome yeah. yeah he's
1: he's a cool guy and uh yeah every time I see him I try to he's a kind of a big intimidating looking dude yeah so it takes me usually, it, it takes me a few beers nice to work up the to walk up and say hi and then I'm always like, oh my god, why did it take me so long to say hi he's so nice
0: Yep. Like what a friendly guy! Yeah, most of, most of those dudes are like that. They're just sure. like big old teddy bears. Yeah, they're, no, he's yeah, like he's nice a big old buff dude, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know
1: if he's aggressive. This could go bad. Like, yeah. but he's so sweet. Like, he's such a nice guy, and so yeah, it's it's always a pleasure to get to sit down and talk to him. Yeah, and so, uh, but yeah, he's uh, yeah, the video looks great though that he did of the show, and then you know he
0: does some really cool stuff for sure. That's awesome. I and mean, he's definitely kind of a master of that craft. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely master at that kind of stuff. I know, I know, uh, some of the film people here that do like music videos and stuff, they're sure. definitely masters at their craft. Oh, yeah, like for I, sure. Like, I've seen some great music videos come out of like, uh, was it, um, uh, yeah, I'm thinking anyway. Anyway, I've, I've seen a lot of good ones come sure. out of a lot of artists here. Oh, um, yeah, no, there's but, some cool ones for sure, but yeah, um, um,
1: but yeah, killings don't have too much going on in the near future. We're kind of in a We're going to try to play outside of Oklahoma City more, like I was saying before. Uh, Maybe try to widen the audience a little bit. Like I said, we're not really hustle-hustle, like trying to get out there and get exposed too much. But we are, you know, we want to get out of town just because it'd be fun. Like, Mm -hmm. it'd be a good time, and uh, it'd keep us from playing the same bars over and over again, and people getting sick of us, and we'll probably start writing, you know, now that we've got this, the last of our eight songs out in this EP We'll probably start trying to work on more material Um, Then, caught stealing. We've got, you know, a show coming up on the 27th and we're going to be playing with. uh, Oh, what is the name of that band? I've got it on my phone here. Uh, Hooks and Huckleberries. That's right. And they're badass, too. I just got to check them out the other day and I'm pretty pumped about the show all of a sudden. Um, So that'll be cool. And we're releasing our, uh, I believe we call it the Saint Perrin special. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be putting out, it's like six or seven songs recorded by Kendall Stevens, uh, putting that out. And then outside of that, I don't think Cot stealing has all but one show lined up right now too. I think we're kind of, well, Pete and I work together, so we're both, he works way more than I do. And I'm working enough to where I'm like, dude, I don't, not too many shows in too short of an amount of time. Uh, so we'll see what what kind of happens with that. Maybe it slows down a little bit in the mm-hmm. in the winter time, we can start focusing more on music. but uh, yeah, we're all kinda coasting right now, I think awesome, just taking anything that sounds fun and uh letting the songs come to us. We're not trying to force anything. We're just if we think of a cool riff or whatever, like especially the killings, Shane probably has a whole stockpile of riffs he's sitting on, mhm. And song ideas, he probably just needs to watch another John Waters movie, and he's got another idea for a song. That's his shit. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and then Pete, you know, his songs, he kind of takes his time with his songs. He doesn't just spit out a shit ton of songs. Mm-hmm. Like here's a song about my shoes or whatever. You know, he yeah. he sits down and really thinks about. And he'll you know be weird about it at first and don't want to sing it in front of the band. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And then slowly but surely, we really kind of let ours kind of ferment. Mm-hmm. and just kind of turn into something else and uh pete usually has a grand idea before we start working on the song mm-hmm. and then we'll all kind of work on it and put our own little touches on it and stuff and then once he gets confident of singing in front of us we have a few months before we're ready to sing it in front of people
0: mm-hmm. um but yeah that's really it not a whole lot awesome awesome Alright, well uh we're at like fifty minutes, so Nice, we'll we did call, it. call it yeah, we did it, we did it, we made it fifty minutes. We win talking. Woo yeah. <laughs> um but yeah. Uh so uh just uh before we do the shout outs and stuff like that, um shout out to the blue note it was awesome uh doing a show out there uh for the uh or you know for their release show and stuff that was really cool to watch john he always gets us in there yeah going in there and having a good time just uh hanging out with everybody that was a really good night um uh as for the podcast uh the local shop podcast is a value for value proposition what that means is that uh that i work on three tenants it's time talent and treasure uh, the first tenant is time. Uh, it's basically if you listen to the show or you follow us on all our platforms and all, all the different little things, Facebook, Instagram, all those things, uh, getting involved, uh, you know, and actually commenting to comments, all those things. That's considered giving your time up for, uh, for the value for value proposition. Uh, the, the second part of the value, value, uh, value for value proposition is uh, talent. And many, many people consider many different things on different podcasts. What talent is Uh talent can be like a person that creates art for every episode or creates stuff for the, for the band, uh, you know, or for the, uh, for the podcaster, uh, anything that's like sent in notes, um, recommendations, artists, uh, like if you say, Hey, I found this band, you should be checking them out. You know, that's, that's considered a, a form of value for value. Um, and then the third, uh, the third T is treasure. Uh, with treasure, um, you know, there's different ways to give. Uh, I take crypto, Cash App, Venmo, um, takes uh, Stripe. Like there, there's a whole list of different little payment systems out there. Uh, what the money goes for is basically if you if you look at the the scene right now, is every piece of equipment in here was basically paid for by me and and so like whenever you donate to the show uh it actually makes it where i can i can actually pay for like hosting and all of the equipment that that i do to do the show but mainly so i can move to a studio and and that currently, currently i'm not in studio so i've been doing a lot of uh, field work stuff like that so um yeah if you like listening to the show if you want to support me if you want to support um all the local bands out here and stuff, then um, you know, just think about donating. It's at the dot com. Uh, there's a do- there's a tab that says donate. Uh, and just click that tab and then you can donate to the podcast. Um so thank you for listening and uh, is there any shout outs you want to do? Fuck no, man. All right. All right, well thank you.